0: Welcome to episode 11 of Dirt Track Weekly. I'm your host, Kyle Simons. Last week, we discussed Appalachian Speed Week and looked at ways to improve it in the future years. We dove into the Lincoln Speedway track prep drama and the report that Fred Putney was fired from the facility and looked at Action Track USA scheduling issues. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, you can go back in our archives and give it a listen. This week, we're going to talk about the Lucas Oil Muskegon format, Ricky Thornton running the Eldora Million, a couple ride changes in both late models and sprints, and mainly the social media drama that spilled out over the Pennsylvania Speed Week race at Williams Grove. On Monday, Scotty Thiel and Premier Motorsports announced that they were parting ways. This does not come as a shock because Thiel was not having a good season with the team, and it seems like Premier Motorsports moves on from drivers yearly. Who knows who will be the next driver to pilot the number 70 machine, but here's to hoping that they will be able to find someone who can find some victories in that car. Monday night, the Pennsylvania Speedweek show at Lincoln was rained out and rescheduled for Thursday. On Tuesday, the Pennsylvania Speedweek show at Grandview was rained out and not rescheduled. Also on Tuesday, it was announced that Donald McIntosh would be the pilot moving forward for the Billy Hicks Racing number 79 car, previously driven by Ross Bales. This, in my opinion, is a good pairing. McIntosh has proven himself to be a force regionally in the South, and Bales ran very well for Hicks in the past. If if the Hicks equipment is a step up for McIntosh, I see a lot of success ahead for this team. On Tuesday, it was announced that Carrie Madsen would be taking over the Vermeer Motorsports ride that Buddy Kofoid vacated after a short Ohio Speed Week stint. The plan is to run the rest of the All-Star Circuit of Champions Tour with Madsen as the driver. Madsen is a proven commodity. This might end up working out better for Vermeer than when they had Hunter schurenberg as the driver. Tuesday night, Logan Martin grabbed his first-ever Summer Nationals victory at Springfield over Billy Moyer Jr., Ashton Winger, Morgan Bagley, and Caden Cornell. On Tuesday night, Bobby Pierce won the World of Outlaw Late Models feature at Mason City over Shane Clanton, Brandon Shepard, Mike Marler, and Nick Hoffman. It looks like Tander English would be the winner on a rubber-down surface, but a flat-right rear doomed English's run. On Wednesday, it was announced that Shane Stewart would be coming out of retirement to drive the Indy Race Parts number 71 for the Eldora Million next month. Stewart has a long history with the Indy Race Parts car and some success, and then later in the week, he would also pick up a feature victory in Power Eye at Lake Ozark. But I wouldn't expect anything big from Stewart in this event. It's been a good while since he's been in a sprint car against that type of a field, and the field at Eldora is going to be absolutely loaded. On Wednesday, while perusing websites, I noticed that Ricky Thornton Jr., the current Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series point leader and winner of back-to-back 50,000-to-win events on the tour, is planning on running the Eldora Sprint Car Million next month. There was a viral post a few months back of Thornton with a 410 Sprint Car, but it was never actually confirmed. Well, the schedule confirms that Thornton plans on running the event. Last season, Tyler Courtney ran the Late Model version of the Million and a few other races. Thornton is a pure wheel man, having been a micro sprint and IMCA style modified ace in the past, prior to his breakout as the fastest dirt late model car on the planet. I, for one, will be very interested to see if Thornton can run well at Eldora with a sprint car. I know most people would think it would be ludicrous to think he could make the feature event, but we all said the same thing when Kyle Larson decided to run a late model and he won his second race that he ever entered in a Lucas Oil Tour event at Port Royal. I, for one, will never underestimate the driving ability of Thornton. Also, while perusing websites, I noticed that Jimmy Owens wasn't going to Muskegon County for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series events this weekend. Instead, he would will, he will be running the Hunt the Front Series events at Sonoya and the Ironman Series stop at Taswell. Owens has not had a great season, so it's no real surprise that he's dropping off the Lucas Oil Tour officially. Hopefully, Owens can get the ship righted. I feel like he still has some good years left, and he is one of the best talents Dirt Late Model Racing has seen in the past 20 years. On Wednesday night, I went to Hagerstown for the Pennsylvania Speed Week show, and what a show it was! Brett Marks outdueled Anthony Macri for the win. The two swapped the lead numerous times, the final five laps, with Marks taking the lead for good on the final lap. Lance DeWeese, Freddie Raymer, and Danny Dietrich completed the top five. Ashton Winger picked up the Summer Nationals win Wednesday at Adams County over Jason Feger, Morgan Bagley, Shannon Babb, and Drake Troutman. On Thursday, it was announced that Hunter Schurenberg would be driving the Swindell Speed Lab car for the Eldora Million. Not sure if this will be a thing going forward, but it will be interesting to see. I'm told Sanders will run the car in all the high-limit shows, but if Sherenberg runs well at Eldora, that could change. <clears throat> on Thursday night, Ashton Winger kept rolling on the Summer national Tour, with winning a Thriller at Benton over Drake Troutman, Billy Moyer Jr., Rodney Melvin, and Jason Fager. Also on Thursday, Mike Marlar took advantage of a Ryan Gustin flat, to win the World of Outlaw Late Models event at Red River Valley over Tanner English, Kyle Bronson, Brian Shirley, and Bobby Pierce. After the race, third-place finisher Bronson said on air, after a dust-up with Pierce, that he just wanted to run over me. I ain't like the rest of these guys. I'll slap them in the mouth and go eat me a bologna sandwich tomorrow. I'm not going to deal with this shit. This guy races everybody that way, and I just ain't going to put up with it. These guys work too hard, and I just can't play video games the next day while these guys work on the car. To add to this, for those that remember, Bronson used to date Pierce's sister. I'm here for this rivalry on the tour, though. Pierce has a history of driving rough, and it seems like somebody besides Tyler Herb is going to do something about it. On Friday night, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series ran three semi-features at Muskegon County. Tim McCready took the first feature over Brandon Overton and Jonathan Davenport. The second feature went to Hudson O'Neill over Devin Moran and Ross Robinson and red-hot Ricky Thornton Jr. took the third feature over Dalton Wilson and Todd Brennan. I think for some of the shows that Lucas Oil runs, they need to revisit the format. I don't mind the semi-features on preliminary nights for big-money weekends on the tour, but this show at Muskegon with three features the first night needs to be changed. With the forecast for Saturday not the greatest, only 32 cars showed up. What is the point of running three features if you only have 32 cars? Just do split features in that case. Brent Marks picked up the... Mitch Smith Memorial Pennsylvania Speedweek victory at Williams Grover for Anthony Macri, Chase Dietz, Tanner Thorson, and Dylan Norris. The show started late due to rain, but also a decision to move all the cars to the backstretch pit area due to the normal pit area being oversaturated. I don't blame them for moving the cars to the back pit, but honestly, this should have been done much earlier. It delayed things quite a bit. Kudos to Williams Grove for getting the show in, though. There were multiple meetings before the show, and it looked like the Wayne County Speedway. Wayne County Speedway, Ohio Speedweek debacle. But luckily, the track was spot. A little too fast after the rain, but not a cord field by any means. The way the event has been covered has become a point of contention. Wikipedia, a very popular Twitter account, covered the event at Williams Grove on Friday night, as he did most of Pennsylvania Speed Week in an eerily similar way to the coverage that was placed on the Wayne County, Ohio Speed Week show that also had a driver's meeting to discuss a plan and whether or not a show was going to be run that night or not. Kevin Naus, who is the series director of the All-Star Circuit of Champions and the man who held those meetings at Wayne County, tweeted on Friday night, if your job is to walk around with your phone and keep people informed, try to at least be decent enough at it, especially when you get in for free. Some people love to add drama in every situation, and it's both annoying and disrespectful. You can do better. When asked to tag the person he was talking about, now responded that it's more than one person. When asked if it was Wikipedia, now said, I'm not singling anyone out. There are many that do it. If you're on a track or serious comp list to get in for free, you're not only representing yourself, but the people who are paying you to be there. Report the facts and keep the cute opinions that get clicks to yourself. A response from another social media, account stated that it's on, it's one thing to keep people informed it's another to create drama and stir up shit i'm pro social media i mean i got to where i am from it but i hate seeing people abuse it just to get clicks he's not helping anyone but him personally i think now is coming from a place of frustration here over the way the debacle that took place between series officials and drivers at wayne county went down he's speaking about the same person who runs the Wikipedia account that tweeted on both of these events I get Nelson's frustration here, but it comes off bitter over the events that took place at Wayne County more than anything. Ryan Gustin made up for his flat tire while leading the night before by winning the World of Outlaw Late Model Series event at River Cities over Kyle Bronson, Mike Marler, Cade Dillard, and Chris Madden. Jason Fager won the Summer Nationals at Paducah over Ashton Winger, Kyle Beard, Bob Gardner, and Billy Moyer Jr. On Saturday night, the Pennsylvania Speed Week race at Port Royal was rained out after rain hit the track at 7 o'clock. Social media is always fun during these times. You have people who complain if they cancel at noon with rain in the forecast, and then when it rains at race time and they have to cancel, people are mad that they didn't cancel earlier. It's a lose-lose situation for tracks. Reggie Thornton Jr. continued to be hotter than the weather on Saturday night with another big Lucas Oil late model dirt series victory. This time it was for $30,000 at Muskegon County. Thornton picked up the win over Tim McCready, Max Blair, Hudson O'Neill, and Devin Moran. Bobby Pierce picked up another World of Outlaws late model series win and extended his point lead at I-94 over Brandon Shepard, Tanner English, Ryan Gustin, and Dennis Herb Jr. David Gravel picked up the Independence Day showdown win at Cedar Lake with the World of Outlaws over Spencer Baston, Jacob Allen, Carson Macedo, and Gio Selzy. Sunday night at Sealands Grove and Monday night at Port Royal were both rained out for Pennsylvania Speed Week, meaning to this point only five of the events had been completed. Port Royal is going to be run later tonight, and that's Tuesday, if you're listening the day we recorded, to wrap Speed Week up. Sealand's Grove is going to make up the show on Sunday, but it will not carry Pennsylvania Speed Week points. On Monday night, Brady Bacon picked up the USAC Sprint win at Lincoln Park over Justin Grant, Jake Swanson, C.J. Leary, and Kyle Cummins. The Summer Nationals continued on Monday, and unfortunately, only 14 cars showed up at Lake Cumberland. Ashton Winger picked up the win, though, over Tyler Clem, Billy Moyer, Jr., Greg Johnson, and Brendan Smith. That does it for this week's episode. If you like what you hear, follow us on whatever app you use to listen to your podcasts and follow our Twitter page at Dirt Updates. Give us a rating and a review. We would greatly appreciate it. See you next week, right here on Dirt Track Weekly.